Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted species out there. It is I, your host, Zan, and it is Monday, which means it's time for Taboo. All right, well, I am your host, <laughs> as I mentioned, I believe, Zan, and of course with me is Alex. Alex, say hello. Hello. And we have another guest this evening. Her name is Louise. Louise, say hello. Hello. Wow, I can almost not tell you two apart. I know, right? That's kind of cool. Anyway, okay. So Really? Really. We do. We sound very similar on there. Yeah, For pretty real? much. I didn't know that. For awesome. real. Yeah. So, it's been a while since we've had a actual show that you could hear (laughs) (laughs) that's horrible but true and i think i got everything nailed down as to why and what and all that good stuff so if you are hearing the audio cut out and everything please let us know in the chat rooms and then i can pull my hair out once again and perhaps we'll never do this again but we'll see um actually i have another program that i can use um i just really didn't want to give up on the you know twelve hundred dollar program that i bought and it just makes me cringe when it doesn't work properly so at any rate yeah let me know if you can't hear it or if it's not or if it is cutting out or whatever that'd be cool um you can join us of course on the panel at taboo.media slash discord is the invite so you can get in there and go into the mic check room as soon as you can and we will make sure that you get on air hopefully unless you sound like shit so this um, is rude that being said i'm gonna start off with a little thing and i'm gonna ask alex what she's been up to because she has a story Alex, what have you been up to? And let's hear your story. Wait to put me on the spot. Woohoo. Okay. So I have been completely pulling my hair out for other reasons than Zan's, but I've been pulling my hair out. I've been getting to the point where I feel like if something doesn't change, I'll end myself up in jail. So I decided that, (laughs) spur of the moment, that I was going to go up to Devil's Tower, which is about a five and a half hour drive from where I live. And so Saturday I worked until 7 p.m. And it was about 5 p.m. on Saturday while I was still at work that I decided I was going to do this. All right. Well, thank you, Alex, for that lovely story. (laughs) Do I need to come over there and punch you? Uh That's rude. (laughs) (laughs) Go go on. But, you know, keep in mind we have a topic to discuss, and this is only an hour long. (laughs) Yeah, well. (laughs) It was only partially distracting hearing... Other audio on your computer. Um, But yeah, so I got home, relaxed for a couple hours, drove up to Devil's Tower. Actually went up to Devil's Tower around 5 o'clock when daylight started hitting. And it was extremely purifying. It was extremely cleansing and very breathtaking, for lack of a unique word there. But it, it was just astounding. I've got a ton of photos, which I'm sure Zan would love to put in future episodes. Yep. I think he was saying something about that. Yeah. 
I was because we did an episode on Devil's Tower and ancient trees and stuff like that in the past. and Which I can definitely. I wanted to, uh, yeah, get those on there because he took some really good picks. Yeah, and one of the quote-unquote boulders, <laughs> I want to smack people for that, but one of the boulders looked like a broken off piece of tree that had petrified over the years. How do I know what petrified wood looks like? I grew up in the country, and I found a ton of it on my property. So, and then, yeah, uh, as soon as people started showing up, I took back off, back towards home. But it it was definitely a very relaxing, cleansing, purifying trip. Much needed, and I might actually make it a semi-regular thing. (laughs) Who knows? Sounds like a plan. It's always good to get out in nature in general, especially... Pardon me, my COVID's acting up. <laughs> Especially when, uh, you know, we got the world in its current state of stupidity. I so, needed to change the scenery for real. It was necessary. So today's topic is the monitored society, and we'll get into that in a minute. But what I want to do first, I found this video, and it was online and everything, and I really wanted to play it for everybody because I think it's really important to hear. Um. And this guy really hits a lot of topics right in the head. So with that being said, I'm going to, and look, we have two backgrounds and stuff. Ah, Although there's this weird green hue around me. Anyway, um, I am going to go ahead and play this um, and we will listen to that. And then we'll begin with the monitored society. All right. Or maybe not. As the video is playing, but the audio isn't coming through for some reason. And I'm not entirely sure why. Let's see. Whoa. It's like an earthquake over there. I know. I'm trying to set the mic since I couldn't see myself until two seconds ago. (laughs) Uh, let's do this. See if that works. There we go. Hang on, let's try this again. Nope. You know, some days it just doesn't pay to get out of bed. So I'm going to switch to this. Hang on a second. I'm going to move it to here and play it through here. What we're actually seeing is the systematic implementation of the fall of the republic and the rise of the corporation of the United States. Every major event is, is a step in the ladder to achieve that end. COVID is just another rung in the ladder, which is why there's a deliberate mixing of all the wordplay. Right. I mean, we should stop calling it, you know, quarantine. That's a term designated for people that are verified sick. This is a house arrest mandated by the state. You should stop calling it, you know, social distancing. There's nothing social about forced isolation. Uh, We should stop saying safer at home when millions of Americans don't have basic necessities adequate to fit their needs. It assumes that everybody's home is equally as safe as the people that are making the statements. We should stop saying, you know, uh, this is for the greater good. 
right? When you close the economy, killing millions of businesses that families have worked generations to establish, that's anything but good. We should stop saying this is the new normal. That's just blatant mind control drivel. There's nothing normal about forced isolation, you know, treating your neighbor like they have the plague, breathing your own bodily waste, wearing masks, living in constant fear of contamination. That's normal. I mean, after all, if the virus is so deadly, why hasn't it wiped out the homeless who don't social distance, wash themselves regularly, let alone, you know, live in or have access to a sterile environment? Last year, 1.5 million people died of tuberculosis. Why were you not wearing a mask during the tuberculosis pandemic? You were endangering, you know, public health and safety, along with billions of other uh, people around the globe. So why didn't you wear a mask? I'll tell you why. Because the mainstream media didn't tell you to wear a mask. <laughs> right? And so because, because though 1.5 million people died from tuberculosis, there was no tuberculosis pandemic. Any more than there's a coronavirus pandemic. What you're really participating in is a beta test for AI systems and facial recognition. See, these cameras work best when people are, you know, distance apart. Now that they're, now they're actually testing through machine learning how to recognize, you know, a face that's partially covered. It's also a way to easily determine who's compliant and who's not. Who does the propaganda work on and who it doesn't? Now get this, you know, there there's some ironies that are here, right? A, so, a society that kills millions of babies a year for convenience has shut itself down to prevent adults from dying. People that on the one hand slaughter babies in the womb by the millions are now preaching uh, to the masses about the, the sanctity of human life. It's double speak, double talk. It's the, two, it's the two doctrine policy, one for the initiated, one for the uninitiated, one for the inner circle, another for the masses. It's like saying, you know, if I violate the stay at home order, I can be arrested, but you're letting convicted criminals out of prison so they don't get coronavirus. Thesis, antithesis, synthesis. If there's a real pandemic, does it require, you know, uh, faulty virus models, rigged test results, 81% false positives, inaccurate news reporting, stage hospital overruns, manipulated death certificates? Nope. You know, when the government shuts down you know, millions of small businesses but doesn't lay off any government employees, it's not about the health. Hmm? When the state bans dentists from practicing but deems it necessary for abortion clinics to stay open, it's not about your health. When the, the, the state prevents you from buying seeds for your garden but allows you to purchase lottery tickets, it's not about your health. An institution that you know has the ability to destroy all of Earth through you know alleged nuclear warfare should not regulate personal self-defense. You know, an institution that's caught trafficking drugs shouldn't be able to regulate plants. An institution that's racked up $23 trillion prior to coronavirus in debt shouldn't be allowed to manage the retirement fund. Hmm? An institution that was caught spreading STDs should not be allowed to run health care. If people are really concerned about public health and safety, you know, in general, but, you know, they don't care if people, you know, um, eat garbage, drink poison, smoke cancer and take prescription drugs, but think that 
toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and masks are going to protect them from the boogeyman coronavirus. You know, this is a special kind of stupid that I, I can't address here. You should ask yourself uh, a couple basic questions. When did you consent from, you know, you creating a government to serve you to you serving the government ruling over you? If you want to know, you know, who's in charge, just think about who you can and can't criticize. Yep. That is so true. And you know what? All their facial recognition can see when they see me speaking of no masks. I don't know why we went off there. All right. I was going to say, you know, I know they've got cameras everywhere. And at this point, all they're going to see when they look at my face with no mask on is this. This right here. (laughs) Fuck the hell off. Well, you know, there was a couple of things that I, pardon me, saw. Um, A couple of memes, if you will, that were, sorry, I need to turn off the live view because it's lagging behind and it's throwing me off. Anyway, so there were a couple of uh, memes that I saw that that kind of hit home and one of them had to do with, why am I getting a red flag here? (laughs) Probably because Hmm. of me and my bird and they can kiss it. I don't need. If they don't like what we're saying, it means we're saying something right. Oh, yeah, but it, I don't know if that means that we are offline or online or what yet. Um, one of them happened to be... There we go. One of them happened to be something along the lines of... Um, Ah, crap, I can't remember now. I knew that was going to happen as soon as I started working on extra stuff, but whatever. Anyway, so, yeah, what do you think about all that? I think it hit the nail right on the head with 99.9% of it. I think this, I know I've mentioned it in previous episodes, granted the audio kept cutting out, but they're full of shit. And... It's like, okay, so when you're a kid, you're scared of the boogeyman, the one under your bed, the one in your closet, whatever. And then as you get older, you start seeing all these proofs. You get proof that the boogeyman's not real. And there's nothing to be scared of. There's nothing in your closet. There's nothing, you know, under your bed. And you stop being scared of it. That's why adults actually can get some amount of sleep sometimes. And then it gets to the point, so we've had doctors coming out saying they're being incentivized to change results. They're coming out saying these masks don't work. They're saying, you know, the symptoms aren't anything like the COVID that they're saying it is. And so if all these serious, serious healthcare professionals are coming out and saying, hey, something's fishy here, there's your proof that the boogeyman isn't real. So what the fuck? Um, we've known Big Brother's been watching us for some time, and then the whole deal with the the vaccine mandatory vaccine, saying, "Well, if everybody's going to be required to get COVID, oh, but wait, we're going to have a microchip in it so we can nanotech you," and that's when everybody was like, "No, I ain't getting nanotech." So this is why I can't tell you about what we're going to talk about because you start taking off these little tangents into what we're going to talk about. <laughs> So, but yeah, what about, what about you, Louise? What do you think? 
Oh, I'm I'm on this I'm on board with this because it's been happening for quite a while. Like like she was actually saying we've been monitored for a while with our phones. I mean, ever since nine eleven, the phones got, you know, got that chip in it now. And so we've been monitored for quite a while and they're they're slowly doing more and more here and there. But um, yeah, I mean, think about they, there's been plenty of doctors that spoke up saying that all this is not working and why are we wearing masks? And I think there was actually um, someone had a, a, a little clip from something where somebody got tested or I don't know if it was for the antibodies or whether it was an actual if you had COVID or not. But on there, it says that. Um, from the CDC, it was actually saying that you don't really need to wear a mask if you're healthy. It's for the people that are at risk. So why are all these healthy people walking around? And it is about control, what we're going to do, what we're going to be compliant. Um, and, you know, I, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, we're being kind of tested. And he's right. Why are all of a sudden we're caring about all these lives when we're doing all this atrocity everywhere else? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Well, and so this takes us into the topic that I want to broach tonight. There was a book, and I believe it was the 40s. It was 1949. Yes. When it was by published. George Orwell, and it was called 1987. Four. 84. 84. <laughs> That's funny. I was just talking about that. And... I wanted to pull this up, too, so I'm going to read a little bit from this. So, 1984, it's a novel often published as 1984. is a dystopian novel by English novelist George Orwell. It was published on June 8th, 1949. And it was Orwell's ninth and final book completed in his lifetime. Thematically, 1984 uh, centers on the consequences of government overreach, traditionalism, Oh, totalitarianism, sorry, mass surveillance and repressive regimentation of all persons and behaviors within society. So the topic of tonight is a monitored society, and I want to broach this topic kind of delicately, um, mainly because there's some things that a lot of people don't realize. We are slowly being tailored into such a society. Um, you say okay. slowly? So rudely interrupted. <laughs> that is a good question. Oh, yeah. So. George Orwell. Well, Correct. yeah, that too. But we are slowly being moved. It's kind of trippy. We are slowly being moved <laughs> into what is a monitored society. So what is a monitored society? I think my simplest nutshell answer is where you can't take a shit without the government knowing about it, but. (laughs) Well, yeah. Okay. So to have a monitored society or to be a monitored society, number one is there has to be a entity or whatever you want to call it that has control, right? And how do they get control? Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? By insisting that it's the only way to survive. Create fear. Do what? Create fear amongst the people. Yes. 
Yes, exactly. Create fear. Communism? And what does fear do? It enables them to control. Mm -hmm. Control you, control your life, control everything about things, right? Because a person is smart. People are dumb, panicky animals. Yes, well, there is that too. So, here's the deal. How do you become a monitored society then? One, you have to be controllable. So, like that guy said in the opening part of that video, it's a beta test to see what? Who, is, who are the ones being controlled? Who, are, who can they control? Who they can't control? Et cetera, et cetera. Who doesn't give a fuck about their supposed guidelines? How's, how's another way that you can um, become a monitored society? Well, Zan, I'm sure you'll enlighten us. Oh. <laughs> you have to control the currency. Oh, derp. You have to oh, well. be able to show what people are buying, where people are buying, who they're buying it from, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And how do you do that? Have you get rid of things that make it easy for them to have unmonitored transactions, right? Right. Take away the cash system. Exactly. And that, I think, I just figured out, what, like a week ago, I was racking my brain, and I'm like, okay, this does not make sense, because I saw it in one convenience store, due to the lack of, or due to the the coin shortage, cash and debit is preferred, uh, or exact change. And then, about a week after that, I saw it again in a different convenience store, I'm like, hold up. This makes absolutely no sense. It's not affecting any kind of inflation. It's not like there's a shortage of materials because we're not using precious metals. We're using the most common metals available to make the coins. We're using copper, nickel, aluminum. God knows what other common metals they're using. I'm like, okay, so if it's not a material shortage and it's not affecting our inflation, what the actual fuck? And then I'm like, wait a second. (laughs) They can't track cash purchases. So there's two sides of that, right? Number one, I really don't care because I rarely keep cash. When I do have cash, it's a pleasant surprise in my wallet. Like I'll take out my wallet to go get get one of my cards out. And it's like, oh, hey, I have cash. Yeah, cool. I'll use that instead. But I usually don't keep cash, and I haven't for a very long time because it's not convenient for me to have cash. And there it is. It's not just the convenience factor, though, right? So let's say you work a full-time job, mm-hmm. right? You work a full-time job, and you want to make some extra money on the side. You can go to day labor places. You can go to you know your local drug dealer. You can, you know, the point is, is that not only will it be monitored transactions, but monitored income. And so then they know who they can target and who they can't. The who being, you know, the who. So that's how you, that's how you monitor the transactions is by getting a cashless society. Right, They've been doing that since direct deposit came available, since electronic uh, transactions came available. Here's the bad side, right? If you don't have cash or have access to cash anymore, 
and all of your money is electronic. Anybody remember 9-10, the day before 9-11? Oh, and uh, Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld comes out and he says that there's a $3 trillion, with a T, <laughs> discrepancy. They lost $3 trillion. Okay? The following day, 9-11, the Pentagon was hit by a plane, uh-huh. right? Oh. Supposedly, right where all the server information and transaction information and everything was for that $3 trillion. How fucking convenient. <laughs> I back up my damn phone, my contacts on my phone, almost daily. And yet these were the only computers anywhere in the world that had access to this information, right? $3 trillion just magically, poof, disappeared. That's convenient for real. So if you don't have cash, you don't have gold, you don't have things that you can... Tangible things? Yes. Like, oh no, poor Deadpool. (laughs) Okay, well, I won't use that one. I'll use this one. So... This Deadpool right here is now worth $1 billion. At least to me, right? But if you don't have cash, you don't have gold, you don't have precious metals that you can, you know, just magically pull out of your butt and and go down to the store and get something, well, that's going to be an issue now, isn't it? Because you have nothing of value and... If something were to happen to the servers that hold your money virtually, since you don't have actual tangible cash, what happens to your money? You're shit up a creek. Um, Oh, there was a glitch. I'm sorry. There was a glitch. You don't have any money anymore. But what? I thought that the banks were backed by the FDIC. (gasps) What if there's an EMP countrywide? All money means nothing. Maybe this is a good thing, right? <laughs> it would be you that turns it into a good thing. Maybe maybe it's not so bad after all. I mean, after all, I should pay taxes on what I make, right? What about my kids? Whose lawn mowing business they cannot do anymore because, or they get taxed on it because, you know, they're making $300 a year or more. (laughs) And now it's trackable. Sure, it's not like it was 10, 15, 20 years ago when getting, fuck, getting a merchant account to accept credit cards was like pulling teeth. Now you can sign up for Square. Mm-hmm. Right? You can sign up for PayPal Cash or PayPal whatever pay is. Mm-hmm. All these other things. You don't even have to present your driver's license anymore. And PayPal huh. is your third uh, party, so they're, they're going to be an easy target too because... Well, what? not only that, but they could, they could fuck up their numbers. Mm-hmm. Accidents happen. I'm not saying a computer isn't infallible by God. Everybody should know that they're not. Especially with the, the J.C. Penny and T.J. Maxx and all well, the hackability factors. Even yeah. screw the, the server crashes. What about the hackability ease there? Ugh, so they're also talking now about the COVID vaccine. 
and how they're going to do a microchip in your hand, et cetera, et cetera, which they have them already. Mm-hmm. Problem being that they their range is about 50 feet. You think that you got hacked now? You think somebody stole your credit card information now? Do you know how easy that's going to be to get an RFID signal from anybody or everybody I mean, that's in a crowded they, room? And that's why they say don't use your computer in coffee shops for any kind of personal... Transactions. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because anybody with any kind of computer knowledge can say, ooh, I can kind of piggyback off of the signal, and now all of a sudden I have all your passwords, I have all your usernames, and I sure as hell have all your bank account info. Yep. So This is why I want to go off grid. <laughs> just want to live off the land, hunt my own food, grow my own food, purify my own water, and say, screw you. Oh. So, okay. So there's control of my money. You now have control of what else of mine. So you have control of my money. You have control, I mean, the internet. As much as it is a great thing for knowledge, it's also a great thing for disinformation. It's a great thing to have out there to get the word out about things. It's also a great thing to get the incorrect word out about things. It's a great way for independent fact checkers to tell you you're wrong. Oh. Yeah, which I think is funny because they don't really have to be that intelligent to be a fact checker. They don't have to actually check facts. They just have to like or dislike them. There's something on uh, Twitch I saw that there was a, um, a lady who got hired and uh, she was transgender or something like that. And so... She went out and, you know, she was tweeting, I believe it was, that, you know, now you're really in trouble because now I can, like, ban you and all this other stuff. And it was just kind of really strange to me. So, basically, they're hiring mods like games used to. Games used to hire people or promote players to be moderators so that if a player wasn't playing by the rules... They could mute them. They could ban them. They could deactivate their accounts. Exactly. And now they're basically hiring mods for all the social media sites. And Facebook's glitching out again. Yeah, I saw that. So, yeah. Okay, so you have control of my information. You have control of my money. Uh, What else? Hmm. Well. You're kind of brainwashing me with mainstream media, right? Of course. It's all based on a narrative, left, right, center, doesn't matter. It's all based on a narrative. And so many people are just drinking it up, and it's the fear. And like like he said, the tuberculosis issue. You weren't told to wear a mask back then, so you didn't. And what about the three to 400,000 people that die every year from the flu and common cold and pneumonia? Oh, my God, every virus known to man is now a boogeyman. Oh. Wait, nope, that's just COVID because that's what they said. Exactly. All right. So you have control of basically my mind, my money, my information that I can get. What else makes a monitored society? Oh, control of your physical being. Can't go outside. Can't Can't go go outside without a mask. You can't go to a park. You can't go to a movie theater. Lord, fucking California is basically shutting down again. Yep, same thing with New York. Yep. And I mean, I have no sympathy for them whatsoever. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they should shut down and close permanently everything in those 
two states. Can I throw a wild card out here real quick? <laughs> Only if it's on topic. Sort of. I'm going to mute you for the rest of the thing. It's sort of on topic. <laughs> that, that whole FEMA crap that you were telling me about a couple weeks back. About the stocking, stockpiling and whatnot. I feel like that ties into their end game. Well, of course it does. It's population control. We'll get into that. So I can't do things. I can't be told, or well, I'm being told what is and what isn't. I have skewed information. I have no money. That's a pleasant way of putting it, skewed information. Mm. I'd say completely incorrect. So control of what? The food supply is next? I'd imagine so. Yeah. They've been already doing that, though. Yeah. To an extent. I mean, restaurants are shut down. Mm-hmm. Bars are shut down. Oh, God. There was a, a ham crisis. Oh, that's right. Do you remember right. the ham crisis of <laughs> I do. 2020 just a few weeks ago where, oh, my God, we're running out of ham. Well, it wasn't really we're running out of ham. The problem was is that because everything's shut down, there's a surplus of food and it's going bad. Oh, I remember, yeah, having to tell customers, I'm sorry, you can't build your own food with ham, but if you get one of our specialty items, then we can give you the ham. Like, But that's just it. I mean, the same with milk. <laughs> so there's food shortage, supply shortages, which aren't really shortages. They're just, if you were a trucker, would you want to go to any of these fucking cities? Oh, hell no. I wouldn't. Matter of fact. Not with this Antifa and BLM shit. Well, and I believe I mentioned this last time was that there was a message sent out to truckers. Like truckers have this little GPS kind of notice thing in all their trucks now. Keeps track of all things for them. It's kind of like their logbook, only it's now digital. Of course it is. (laughs) But because, you know, tracking. (laughs) But... They got a a message that was basically saying, you know, if you are in one of these cities and it's getting to the point where there's people around you, do not stop. I mean, it was telling them point blank, do not stop. You are to keep going fast enough to keep anybody from getting on your truck, get to a safe place, and then call 911. Oh. And that Antifa video? Gosh. How stupid. You have to get rid of police. You have to get rid of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And why is that important? Because the law enforcement, when they're actually obligated to their post, will say when they sign their contract and take their oaths, they are sworn to uphold moral obligations. And I know I've seen a few videos of them coming out saying... These stay-at-home orders, the mask orders from governors, from mayors, from even the federal level, they're not laws and therefore not enforceable. And they're absolutely right because... Were you going to say something? I was going to say a lot of things, but I was waiting for you to finish. Oh. (laughs) Laws have to go through the House, then they have to go through Cong- uh, the Senate, then they have to be signed in by the judicial, or no, the executive office. And they have to be a law. Yeah. And so, therefore, all of these mandatory orders are enforceable. So, oh, if the law enforcement won't uphold the, 
our, our will for us, then oh, they're, they're no use to us. So what does law enforcement do ultimately? Law enforcement... Protect the people. Prote- is supposed to serve and protect the people from literally themselves. Mm-hmm. The people. <laughs> but why is it important to get rid of the law enforcement? I will tell you right now. Are you ready? Are you listening? Listen. Baited breath. I am. <laughs> because without law enforcement, what does that leave you for an executive or an enforcing branch? The military. Mm-hmm. And what is the military? And the military serves the system, the master, the chief, and the whatever you want to call it. In our society, it's technically the president, right? The president is the chief executive officer, et cetera, et cetera. But every state has the um, National Guard, which is an extension of the military, which is the local branch, if you will, of the military, mm-hmm. right? A force that's in for- or that's there to enforce things of the executive branch of government for that state. Which is why we don't want martial law. So by getting rid of the police... What you're doing or what they're doing is they are working to get it so that it's a military decision and out of the hands of the people. (laughs) What else makes a a, a monitored society? Surveillance. Drones. Traffic light cameras. Oh, wait, our cell phones. Because didn't they <laughs> approach say, that in the dark night where he turns everybody's cell phone in Gotham into like an echolocation? Yes, movie buff. They did. <laughs> but in reality, that's not far off either. Didn't think so. Right? You have every person with a cell phone has a camera and a microphone available. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if y'all saw it, but there was that service disruption a few weeks ago. And then yep. suddenly there's a COVID-19 tracker on my phone. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't find it on mine. So, let's see. It, do you have Android or Apple? You have Apple. Apple. I'm sorry. And I, I couldn't tell you. Um, and I'm so blind. I just, I knew there was a service disruption, but I haven't even seen any kind of COVID tracker on mine. Let me see if I can find the thing here. Hang on. Yeah, it was under the settings program, I believe. That's where my friend found it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but all this happened during that that outage that we had on T-Mobile, Sprint, and Verizon, basically a, couple, a few weeks ago. I don't know. It was a few weeks ago. That was what like that, that was. Yeah, it was a few weeks ago. So, yeah, let's see. Go to settings. So, on Android, grab your phone. That's on the charger. All right. So, you go to settings, and then you go to Google, and then you go to Google settings, and it's right there. COVID-19. Whoops. Okay, so it's under Google settings. All right, I'll have to check yeah. mine. So I'll on Apple. Apple, you go under settings, Almost it makes and then privacy, and then health. Oh my, God. my lighter go. <laughs> like the more we talk about it, the more ridiculous it just seems to me. Okay, so. 
if you happen to have been near somebody that had COVID-19, you can expect to get a little notice. Hey, you've been near this person that has COVID-19. You need to self-quarantine, blah, 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 blah. At least that's what they say it is. But, you know, nothing major. No big deal. Mine is off, thank goodness. I checked it. Yeah. But it's there, isn't it? It sure is. You probably get the tech from the dating apps. You get on a dating app and it's like, hey, you just passed by this person that has the same dating app as you. Yep. (laughs) That's exactly it. So we're monitored that way. We're monitored. I mean, fuck, you can't go anywhere near a building anymore without at least one camera seeing you. Like that guy said, it's a beta test for the AI facial recognition stuff. Interesting. Okay, so let's see. What do you got? You know where I'm at. You know what I'm doing. You know what I'm buying. You have control over my money, if I have any money at all. You have the complete control over information that I'm given, the complete control of access to information that I have. Um, What else did I mention so far? Bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff. Although I have to wonder, theoretically, if we started our own currency system, like the the caps and Fallout, would they like ban Coke and Pepsi and all soda at this point so people can't use the caps as currency? Well, I mean, no. The thing about currency is if you create it and there's a need, it's like Bitcoin, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody really fucking uses Bitcoin. (laughs) Right, except for a few nerds that are out there, whatever, and that's fine. But the point is, is that they have a monopoly, so to speak, on Bitcoin, and a single Bitcoin is worth what, like nine, ten thousand dollars, something like that. Are you serious? Yeah. Jesus fuck. And it's a cryptocurrency. You basically you mine for it with a computer with like amazing stats. <laughs> Welcome to the gaming world. Essentially, yes. So, really, a currency is something that is used to trade. I mean, you know, way back in caveman days, they might have used rocks and rocks sticks and and arrowheads and barter system stuff. At least when they could use what they traded for to benefit them (laughs) and not trading around little pieces of paper. Right. Well, you know, I mean, everything used to be coin. For many, many years until they realized, oh, hey, paper's cheaper. We can make paper and make, you know, put these little things on it and print it. And, and wow, now it's cheaper to use paper currency. So, hmm. That's interesting. Well, well, yeah, in my grandfather's generation, that's what he used to do was stock up on gold coins, silver coins, platinum, whatever, titanium. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they used to, you know, wanted to retire with was was collecting those coins. And, it, you know, it, it, it's amazing that that's all kind of went underway. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we went off the gold standard, it became illegal to own gold for many years. Speaking of the gold standard, they've been doing that shit for years. Like, oh, hey, your your stuff's safer with us. Keep it here. Oh, we don't know where it went. Sorry. Now we're going to have to go off the gold standard. So now you've got well, oil standard. Uh, and No, that isn't exactly how that worked. But, yeah, I mean, when we went off the gold standard, <coughs> we went on the oil standard, essentially. 
and oil is what backs the greenback or the American dollar. So, you know, hey, if all cash is electrical and virtual, essentially, then it's even easier to print, right? (laughs) I just add a couple zeros to my bank account balance. Boom, there you go. Prove that I didn't have that. Okay, well, I didn't have it yesterday. (laughs) You know, so... So a monitored society, what is so bad about a monitored society? Isn't there safety in being monitored? In whose eyes? I, I don't... Whoever's like, monitoring. You no. Know, like I said, monitor this. <laughs> so... Then you're no longer in a free society if you're being monitored. Exactly. Anyway, I'm not even going to look at that. But so why is that so bad? So think communism up until the early 80s, late 80s. That was a pretty monitored society. Well, that's what we're headed back to. Um, socialism, pretty monitored society. You know, you're given everything essentially by the state. Well, that's not so bad, right? So there was a uh, a teacher, a social science teacher, I believe, somewhere who was having an argument with their students. I don't know if this is true or not. It come up it, in a facts check as false that they never really did this, but it makes sense to do this. So I'm just going to say it like they did it. What happened was is that the students said socialism is a good thing. We want socialism, et cetera, et cetera. So to prove the point that socialism doesn't work, supposedly this teacher said, okay, we're going to go by the socialist model. Every test, every paper, et cetera, et cetera, will be graded on a sliding scale, and everyone will receive the same grade. And the students were like, great, cool, whatever. First test comes around everybody averaged out to a b so the teacher gave everybody a b the people that usually got a's were really kind of pissed off people that usually got d's and f's were very happy second test comes around and the people that usually got the a's were like you know what if everybody's getting the same grade i'm not going to work this hard (laughs) The other people that didn't get the A's that were, you know, C's, D's, F's, were like, we're not doing anything. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. The grade slid from a solid B to a C. Third test comes around, D minus. Fourth test comes around, everybody's failing. And the teacher basically at that point said, okay, so now... For your final grade, you all have to write a paper. And in this paper, I want you to tell me why you think socialism will or won't work. The consensus at that time, (laughs) and the teacher also said this will be your final grade. And it will be graded the same way. And needless to say, everybody supposedly failed. Because the ones, again, who usually got the A's and B's were like, well, fuck, if we're the only ones doing the work, we're not going to do the work. This is how socialism works, people. 
There is no incentive to work harder to gain more if everything is given to you. It's just like knowledge, right? If I gave you all the answers to every question you ever asked, would that make you learn? No. No. Would that make you retain the information? Definitely not. Nope. Would that make you smarter? (laughs) Definitely not. But you have all the answers. Yeah, but you didn't do anything to learn it. Exactly. And that's the point. Is that in order to get ahead in life, you can't depend on handouts. From the government, from friends and family, et cetera, et cetera. Plus, if everybody's doing the same, making the same, living the same life, there's nothing to get ahead to. Well, and that's what made America so great back 100 150 years ago, people in these rundown third world, maybe not even third world, but rundown countries were like, dude, I am tired of living under this king, this queen, this jack, this spade. Oh, wait. Yeah, go ahead. Jackass, maybe. Um, (laughs) But America is the land of opportunity, right? If I go over here, it doesn't matter what my background is, who I was born to. I can come over here, and if I work hard enough, I can have anything I want. That's another thing that really bothers me about today's society. Everybody's going around saying they hate America, except when they can get something from it. Be it welfare, be it, you know. Mm-hmm. Me, personally, I think the welfare system needs to go away. Completely. You know, if you're going to be a baby-making machine... You should have the ability to support your fucking self. I think, you know, I could get into a a number of things, but I think, you know, number one, I'm pro-life. Well, I'm I'm technically pro-choice, but I'm pro-life. I believe that abortion is wrong. And the reason, the only time I don't believe it's wrong is in the case of extremes, right? Like you were raped. At the age of 13. Well, it doesn't matter your age. I don't care your age. You're raped. It's incestual. It's something along those lines. But there are still ways out of that, right? They got plan B, which, you know, if you're raped, give them a plan B. Go about your life. For me, if I were to say, we'll say, that life begins at conception. There is a spark of energy that is created when any, I'm going to use the term child, is, is created. And in my mind, a fetus becomes viable at three weeks. Um, its consciousness begins to grow at three weeks. And anything beyond that, it shouldn't be able to be aborted. Now, does that mean that you have to keep it? No. There are plenty of options. There's adoption. (laughs) Um, You know, if the state really wants to get involved, they could say, hey, you know, we're going to go ahead and take the child and we will raise it, et cetera, et cetera. You know, put it in the military. I don't care. But it shouldn't be aborted. And until people get in their mindset that abortion is wrong, you will not convince me to follow anything like Black Lives Matter 
all lives matter, fucking dick lives matter. I don't care. No. As long as you're out there slaughtering babies, the ones that truly can't speak or do anything for themselves, your life doesn't mean shit to me. This has been a public service announcement. Thank you. <laughs> and I mean that. Uh, I do, wholeheartedly. I know, I know you do. And I'm right there with you on that one. There's a reason I don't have a kid. I am too. There's a reason I don't have any kids. And it's because I know I don't have the patience. I know that for a fact. If I had a kid, I, I'd be so much worse mentally than I already. I, I'm already ready to strangle everybody with the exception of like a handful of people. So, Well... You know, there are ways to well, prevent getting pregnant. It's called they a- also need to, you know, I mean, everyone says my body, my choice. Okay, fine. I agree with that. Your body, your choice. However, the child inside of you is not you. That I say your body, your responsibility. Well, it is my body. It's my choice. It's your body. It's your choice. But the choice to have sex where you became pregnant was your choice, and you chose it at that point to have unprotected sex, knowing the risk that you could get pregnant. Like I said, Therefore, it is your choice, and you made it, and now you have to deal with it. Yep. You know, abortion kills more people than COVID. I don't, I don't remember the, the abortion pan- pandemic. Let me see here. I'm going to go to worldometers, even though we know we can't freaking... Trust their numbers for COVID, but world dominant. I don't trust the numbers for COVID, and no. I will never trust the numbers for COVID. I'm just gonna see though. What? Are you serious? You're telling me that COVID killed four people? No, it won't <laughs> even let me go to worldometers because it's telling me it's not a safe site now. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Like what the fuck? All right. Anything else on monitored society that you guys want to cover? I was just going to go along that female line that I mentioned, if you want to um, tag that real quick. So FEMA has been, well, okay. So I can't remember the name of the act that the president invoked, which basically invoked FEMA. But he invoked it, and FEMA is active now. FEMA has been for years stockpiling on things like burial um, vaults, um, you know, the big plastic, basically it looks like three or four bodies could fit in it kind of vault. Um, Alex Jones did a thing on this like years ago, and so did Jesse Ventura on the conspiracy theory or conspiracy theories. And uh, it showed basically where FEMA had stockpiled all these, you know, body bags and, and burial vaults. And then shortly before they found out that, or yeah, shortly after, I guess, that they found out that the, it had been filmed, they were all moved. Mm-hmm. So if you ever see one of the FEMA camps, if you will, it's very interesting because typically if you want to keep somebody out of a place, so like here's the inside, right? Let's say the microphone's the inside right here. So this, this and this area is all inside. This and this area is all outside. If you want to keep somebody out, typically you'll take barbed wire and set it up this way where it's pointing outward, right? Because it's hard to climb barbed wire when it, 
doing it backwards. <laughs> the FEMA camps, on the other hand, have the barbed wire facing inside. Keep and that's away. usually to keep people in. You see that on prisons? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting if you ever see these FEMA camps. And there's one actually in Fort Collins, which is, you know, way that way. But there's one in Fort Collins. I believe there's one in Denver, too. I'm not sure. Don't surprise me. But they're all over the place. If you ever get a chance and happen to drive by them, please do check them out. Take pictures. The thing that concerns me about FEMA is that somebody I know got an email from what would be considered a conspiracy theorist site, publication, whatever. And it said that FEMA was stockpiling guillotines and was planning on implementing a communist society and anybody that didn't conform to this communist society would be rounded up and knocked off. So I, mean, I don't know if that's true. Uh, I have a hard time believing that they'd go to guillotines and not gas chambers. Well, or something similar. You know, it, typically a guillotine would be made for like a public type execution where you're trying to keep people in line. You never know. <laughs> so I mean, it's possible. Sure, I wouldn't put it past them, but it seems to be kind of stepping backwards in the population control. You know, because it takes a while. You have to pull it up, you have to kill the person, you have to take their head away, you have to clean it off, you have to pull it up, you know, whatever. Well, at least it doesn't require electricity. So, I, like we both said, don't trust the numbers on the COVID cases, but for whatever we'll just say, they've said that so far to date, since the start of pandemic, there's been 575,525 deaths. Now, if we're going to other numbers here... Is that worldwide? That's worldwide. That is the total number of deaths from COVID. Um, So far, this year alone, there's been 260,220 seasonal flu deaths. There have been 22 million, and this number makes me want to hurl, 22,696,800 and counting abortions this year. Yep. Damn. 22 Million. Million. Almost twenty two seven. And you want to talk about Lives Matter My Ass. Oh, oh let's see. We've got two million six hundred and sixty six thousand uh caused by smoking, a hundred or a million three hundred and thirty some thousand caused by alcohol. Um cancer's killed four point three, almost four point four million. Malaria's caused five hundred and twenty. Oh wait, malaria's caused almost as many as COVID has. <gasps> it's so, a malaria pandemic. Yeah, I know, right? It's an abortion pandemic. And I'm just, well, you know, I mean, in, in all th- in all fairness, if we social distance, we wouldn't be having so many abortions. <laughs> I'm sorry. Only the largest survive. And there's been 572,000 suicides, 720,000 uh, road accident fatalities. Oh, my God. We're in an automobile pandemic. <laughs> Uh, deaths caused by water-related diseases is at forty or four thousand four hundred forty-nine thousand. Oh my God, we got a lake pandemic. My point, and it's just like personally, I think we need to legalize everything and let God sort it out. <laughs> well, it's just like really, people, you're scared of something that you know they're altering numbers on. 
Well, they're altering the numbers on COVID. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, everybody knows this by now. They were giving scared of it. They were giving money to hospitals that included COVID as a diagnosis. Uh You know, and if they died, it's like thirteen thousand dollars. If they just put it on as a diagnosis, it was five thousand or something ridiculous like that. It's just nuts. It's all stupid, and I don't trust any of the numbers. Nope. What trips me out right now is the money spent on illegal drugs this year. Two hundred thirteen billion and counting. Spent on illegal drugs. Yep. Like cocaine and stuff, or what? what are I imagine. About? I don't know. Awesome. That's the number. But it does say we only have forty three years left of oil. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens in the next fifty years or so. Thankfully, I won't be here to care. <laughs> At any rate, just like these numbers, just. Make me laugh, with the exception of the one that makes me want to hurl. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like people grow a freaking brain, please, for the love of all that is good. But the problem is, there's so many brainwashed people. They don't, you know, they just believe blindly everything that's going on. It's why I had to unfollow a bunch of people on Facebook mm-hmm. because they're just going along with the narrative. And it's like, okay, another sheep being unblocked, you know, block him up. But also, you know, I wanted to say too, being on the healthcare side, because since I work for insurance, most of the plans out there are encouraging. There used to be where, and there's very few now that I've noticed that, especially when it comes to abortion, where you're allowed to actually, you know, um, have that kind of care. I know, like, uh, what was it? Hobby Lobby was fighting it for a while because of the because of their religious stance, but it's being treated as an option, like like anything. Like, oh, yeah. oh, I feel like having a pill today. I'll go and have an abortion today. I mean, it's being treated so like. Nonchalantly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's that's a big problem. And I agree with you. I'm pro life as well. And you know, I believe in abortion if you were raped and or any of that kind of stuff, but otherwise, no, you should you made your bed, you lie in it, basically. I mean, if you want to have unprotected sex and I don't know about you guys watching, but um, a lot of the younger kids nowadays, they don't even think about any kind of protection. None. Neither the guys or the women. So it's you know, it's like I said, well, it's an option now because well, I have health care and I'm covered. A, in yeah, and that's another thing, right, is they have all these weird stipulations on whether you get a hysterectomy or tubes tied or... You have um, to have at yeah, least one kid before that ever happens. Or a vasectomy even. You know, they, they're like, oh, no, you can't do that until you have a kid. Really? Yeah. Well, like, they told me really. when... Uh, they told me I needed to be 40... Or already have at least one child before they would consider giving me a, a vasectomy. I almost said hysterectomy. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> a vasectomy. I've had friends that weren't able to get a hysterectomy, even though there were, or not a hysterectomy, but have their tubes tied until they had at least one kid or one or two kids. And it's like, you know, if you know you don't want children, or you're not the you should be type. able to have a hysterectomy or a vasectomy and not have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Well, and that that takes away your choice again, and you know, in a different route. Like when I had to have my hysterectomy, um, I was 40 when I had mine, and um, it wasn't by choice. It was something that you know just was a medical. It was either have it or you're going to die. So I said, "Frick it!" I wasn't planning on having any kids, so 
yeah. have it. But it was amazing that, you know, it was so easy. It was like, well, we're not going to do this. We'll just take it because, you know, you're over 40. What the hell? You know, it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a bizarre scenario when that all went down. So it, it was, that's why I get surprised when I hear about people that are saying, wow, they're not going to let me have that. Why? I mean, it was so easy for them to just do it for me, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, it's it's almost an outpatient. Well, it is for guys, and it's almost an outpatient procedure for women now. Well, yeah, if, if you have it a certain way, not the way I had it. I was in, I was inpatient for three days. They had to cut me open. So. But still, three yeah, days is time. nothing, right? That's a long weekend. Okay. Um. Yeah, but it wasn't exactly like an easy thing. It was basically, no. you know, it took me like six months, uh, not six months, but like six weeks to recoup from it. Right. So, you know, it's not, you don't realize when you're using your stomach muscles on just, just like getting out of bed was Sitting difficult. Sitting up. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, you know, as time goes on, that becomes easier. For example, when my mom had one. Right. It was medically, th- it was a medical thing. She was in the hospital for two weeks and then she had almost like four months of not really being able to do anything. And it wasn't just her being lazy. It was legitimate. She couldn't do anything because, you know, now they can, they can, <laughs> they can increase the size of your breasts through a small incision. Whereas, you know, five years ago, even they had to open this up and, and it would leave big scars and stuff like that. And so, I mean, as medical procedures happen, I mean, mine was nothing. You know, I mean, hell, back surgery nowadays, you're up and walking the same day. It's not like it was 5, 10, 15 years ago where, you know, you have back surgery. That was like a major issue and you would be out for at least six months. With the potential for death if they freaking if they the fuck up. <laughs> well, and, yeah. I mean, there's always potential for death, but um, less now. But I mean, yeah, it's like a, a fairly non-invasive procedure. I know somebody that got their tubes tied that. It was like three hours in surgery, two hours in recovery. They sent her home. Everything was fine. I know somebody who had a hysterectomy about six months ago or something like that. And like all in all, she was out less than a week. You know, she was not exactly the most comfortable person to deal with, but she was out only for like a week. She was able to go back to work, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, there was some residual pain, but it was it was three, um, basically three holes that they punch through your stomach and they take it out. And yep. it's like, yeah. Right, that's <laughs> how they do it now. If you have any complications, yeah. yep, that's the way they do it. And as far as the whole unprotected sex thing, I think part of the problem is it's not being talked about and it's not being taught to young people. I mean, yeah, they've got the sex ed classes, but I mean... Every, at least in America, they're not, it's not a talked about thing. It's, well, for lack of a better word, it's taboo. You can't talk about sex. You can't talk about this. You can't talk about that. Everywhere else in the world you can. But here it's taboo, except they use sex to sell food because, I mean, everybody wants that Hot Pocket that just looks so good and it's melting in the bottle's mouth. But it's not talked about. It, the consequences aren't really truly discussed. It's not talked about in like, hey, this is what's going to happen if you do this. Yes, it's your choice, but this is what's going to happen if you do this. It's like, oh, wear a condom or you might get HIV. Wear a condom or this. And it's... 
it's not discussed. And these kids are going out and the, the animal instincts taking over and, oh my God, I'm horny as fuck. Let's do this. And then all of a sudden, nine months later, the girl's freaking popping out a kid, not knowing what the freak ends up and what to do in freaking the world. Yeah, but see, the normal scene now is you get pregnant, go have an abortion. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Or if you exactly. Get a disease, they yep. can prescribe you any kind of freaking drug you want. Now you're taking a pill for X amount of time to get rid of your STD. Or if they get lucky enough, maybe you get something that will last for a long time, like AIDS mm-hmm. or something like that. Think well, about it. Well, even that doesn't system. have the stigma that it used to. Nope. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's not being taught. It's not being talked about. Well, and I mean, also you have drugs for PrEP, you know, which is basically um, a, the HIV virus is so low in your system that you're considered not contagious. There's, you know, I mean, it's the society has turned from a thing of accountability to a thing of crybabiness. And I was just about to say, everybody's offended at everything. Yeah. You can't tell somebody a joke anymore without that liberal snowflake. Oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. That hurts my feelings. Yeah. I'm going back to the PC baby some. shit. And, you know, I mean, look at movies. Look at movies from the 80s, from the 70s, 80s, and 90s even. I mean, you know. Especially Disney. It, Disney was far from PC. Well, I mean. You know, Disney was very PC, no matter what the era. But Blazing Saddles, you could not make that movie today. History of the oh, World. No, of the world. You could make, exactly. You couldn't make History of the World. You couldn't make fucking Spaceballs, even. Because <laughs> everybody's offended at everything because PC Baby is on South Park. That's why. <laughs> hey, they were showing Spaceballs at uh, the drive-in. Yeah. Oh, Dorothy, that's cool. But, yeah, so, you know, we live in a society now where there is no accountability. Everybody's feelings matter. And the problem with everybody's feelings matter, I'm not saying that everybody's feelings don't matter. They need to be validated, but they don't need to be coddled. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, if I upset you, you have every right to tell me why I upset you. If I upset you because I used a red pen to grade your paper, doesn't matter if I use red or black, you still failed. And I will point that out, that you're just being stupid <laughs> or that you are stupid. <laughs> and if you don't like that I'm pointing out that you're stupid, that makes you even stupider in my mind. <laughs> so I really don't care about your opinion. And that's the other thing. You know, we've gotten to a point where dissenting opinions mean that you hate me. And people wonder why I say, yeah. Everybody hates me. I don't care. I don't hate you. I don't hate you either. I don't care. <laughs> that's my point. <laughs> that, that's about the point I've reached. Your life. reaction to my deeds means dick to me. And that might sound cruel, but what I am basically saying is I am ultimately responsible for me and how I react to people. Mm-hmm. How they react to me, don't care. If I offend you, eh, sorry, not sorry. Well, it's none of anybody else's business what anybody thinks about you. If you don't like me, it's not. A, it's really not my business, really. It's your problem, not mine. Exactly. If you don't like me, don't care. If I don't like you, eh, you shouldn't care. 
that doesn't mean that I have to be mean or vindictive or trying to destroy your life because that isn't the case. I can completely hate somebody without trying to do that. But in today's society, oh, my God. I hate you. You know, this goes back to, <laughs> I was with this girl, and she had two little kids. And her sister had, like, three at the time, I believe. Yeah, three. And the big thing back then was, well, you can't come to my birthday party. <gasps> ah, ah, she said, I can't come to your birthday party. It's like, <laughs> honey, her birthday party's not for another year. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> well and you know even, and it's it's that kind of thing that just is ridiculous to me it's like so we weren't gonna go anyway <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? even when i was growing up you call somebody's house phone and they don't answer oh well they must be at the store we'll, we'll try again later you call somebody now knowing damn well they've got their cell phone on their person and if they don't answer, oh my god, they hate me. Why aren't they answering my call? Why aren't they answering my text? Oh my god, I'm gonna give them so much shit the next time I see them in person. Really? You know that's kind of nuts. I mean, if I call somebody and they don't answer, I figure that they're busy. I send them a text message and forget it. Agreed, <laughs> but I'm just speaking for the mentality of most younger adults and children right now because i see it on a daily basis because yeah. i get to watch all my coworkers say ah, why doesn't he text me back that's because they're all on the phone they're they that's their whole life they don't even know how to interact with each other in person they're nope. all media yep. driven hey you want to come over to my house we're all going to be texting each other sitting on the couch i remember when i was young and all phones were landlines yep and I remember how fun it was to talk to somebody until like three or four in the morning. <laughs> now, not a fucking chance. <laughs> I can barely handle talking to people for an hour. Speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> We're at an hour 20, sure enough. Oh, yeah, you're way over now. Hello, tangent. <laughs> but that's my point is that, you know, times have changed. And even though I have a cell phone, 98% of my interaction with people is through text message. Why? Because I don't like people. <laughs> no, it's just easier because my day is really busy. When I am at work, I am doing like 500 million things, and I don't have time to sit there and talk to everybody. Nope. You know, I can tell you every time my phone rings at my office, I look at it evilly, like, shut the fuck up. 90% of those calls that come into the office are bullshit calls. Which is further makes me angry. Even when you're not at the office and, I mean, and your phone goes off, you're like, what the uh, fuck do you want? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's because I know it's usually work stuff on my phone. So, you know, it's like, God damn it, I'm trying to hate, watch a movie. I'm trying to eat dinner. I'm trying to fucking masturbate. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. <laughs> it just bugs me. I'm off. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> so... But, I mean, you know, it's gotten to the point where I don't like going out in public. Period. Ever. Agreed. Ask my roommate. <laughs> I don't. It's like on the weekends when I'm off, hmm, I rarely leave my fucking house. This is why I went up to Devil's Tower in the middle of the fucking night so that I could be at Devil's Tower before there were hordes of people there because I wanted to enjoy the solitude. That's why I went, people. Yep. And it's like... 
you know, yeah, it kind of sucks because where do you meet people nowadays? Sure, there's like five bazillion dating apps, right? With fakes, frauds, and people that... Yep, fakes, don't. frauds, and scammers. That's mm-hmm. 90% of the people that you find on the... I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that's everybody because clearly I've met some really cool people. <laughs> but that's it's... That's right, that's me. <laughs> but it's few and far between, right? Oh, I'm still wondering where you find all these people at. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm not going out doing stuff. Nope. You know, if I do go out, it's to be out in nature by myself. Why? Because I would rather be by myself than have a bunch of people behind me or around me. Being alone does not mean lonely. You can be in a room of 100 people and feel lonely as fuck. I would be in a room full of 100 people and feel annoyed as fuck. (laughs) It's a huge difference. Still. So... You know, where do you go from here? So what do we do about a monitored society? Well, you have to fight for your own rights. Hence why I go places. Which is probably why our next episode is going to be on the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Why? Because somebody needs to do it. (laughs) We, the people of the United States of America, in order to form a more perfect union. Oh, wait. Yeah, what happened to Schoolhouse Rock? Remember that? I do. I'm just a bill, a regular bill. Oh, no, nope. I'm just That's a bill. Yeah, I'm only a bill. Oh, it's only a bill. And I'm sitting here yeah. on Capitol yeah. Hill. Yep. Hence, School of Rock is how I know how this COVID order crap ain't enforceable. Because I remember Mr. Bill saying, well, first I got to go to this place. And if at least 60% of people say yes, then I get to go to this place. Your body grows bigger. Your mind must matter. <laughs> it's great to learn. Because knowledge is power. Wait, pause that for a second. Hang on. I'm just a Bill. Wait, what did they That was awesome. They say knowledge is power. <gasps> so if you, you sure limit knowledge. You steps to get to this Capitol building here in Washington. Well, I wonder who that sad little scrap of paper is. <laughs> I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the Capitol City. It's a long, long wait while I'm sitting in committee. But I know I'll be a law someday, at least I hope and pray that I will. But today I am still just a bill. Gee, Bill, you certainly have a lot of patience and courage. Well, I got this far. When I started, I wasn't even a bill. I was just an You couldn't idea. find people Some that know how this works anymore. They law pass, so they called a local congressman, and he said, you're right, there ought to be a law. Then he sat down and wrote me out and introduced me to Congress, and I became a bill. And I'll remain a bill until they decide to make me a law. I'm just a bill. Yes, I'm only a bill. And I got as far as Capitol Hill. Well, now I'm stuck in committee and I'll sit here and wait while a few key congressmen discuss and debate whether they should let me be alone. I hope and pray that they will. But today I'm still just a bill. God, I remember they played that in school at, like, free sessions while we were doing what the fuck ever we wanted to do. But in the in opening song, knowledge is power. 
And that's it right there with the monitored society too. You control the flow of information, most of which is false. Therefore, the people don't have knowledge. Therefore, the only people with power. Yeah, the only people with knowledge are the jackwads up on top. And then all of a sudden, wait, they're the only ones with power because they're the only ones with knowledge. Yeah. Good stuff, I tell you. That was awesome. I'm going to play one more here (laughs) really quick. Gotta love YouTube ads. (laughs) Of course. Do you know about the USA? Do you know about the government? Can you tell me about the Constitution? Hey, learn about the USA. In 1787, I'm told our founding fathers did agree. The USA was just starting out a whole brand new country. And so our people spelled it out the things that we should be. Put those principles down on paper and called it the Constitution. And it's been helping us run our country ever since then. The we, part of the Constitution the is people. called the preamble and tells what those founding fathers set out to do. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility. Oh, I'm getting all of the nostalgia now. All right. Provide for the common defense. Promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this constitution. Okay. For the United States of America. Yep. That was awesome. That was great. But you know what else that that kind of brings to mind is we are we are in theory a republic a representative republic and once upon a time so is Rome and then all of a sudden this jackass Caesar got in power and wait now we're going into the Roman Empire which was the worst possible monarchy of sorts and then 200 years later, and I do not see America lasting 200 years as an empire later, the Romans are just like, we already oh, have shit. Yeah, I might have to get all these Schoolhouse Rock videos and just play them. Yeah, I, I would totally yes. support that because, you know, they have some really good knowledge. Schoolhouse Rock yeah, was live. I mean, it's made for the younger generation, which clearly is in need today, but yeah. I love anyway. Schoolhouse Rock. Good I stuff. think that's an episode for you coming up. Just do the Schoolhouse Rocks because they were great. <laughs> well, Today on Taboo, Schoolhouse Rock. Let's see how quickly we get blown out of fucking YouTube this time. Well, considering that video was on YouTube, maybe you're in good hands. I don't know. I doubt it. Anyway, most of the videos I had are on uh, YouTube. But, yeah. So, at any rate, I think... We are at an hour and a half. We are indeed. Minus technical difficulties, maybe an hour and 20 minutes or so. So I think I am going to cut it this 
time. Alex, any final thoughts? Not today, other than make sure you're increasing your brain capacity and not shrinking it. Okay. What about you, Miss Louise? <laughs> I don't have really any uh, final thoughts, except don't be a sheep. Same thing. <laughs> well, my be final thought is people. very simple. Fuck off. That's my final thought. Oh, my God. Why? <coughs> because I said so, that's why. No. In all actuality, you know, at some point in time, people are going to start standing up, and it's going to get ugly. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that comes as a result of or during or right before this election year has to be seen. But my guess is that if the Democrats yet lose again, we will be in a civil war. My guess is that if the Republicans win again, we will be in a civil war. My guess is that if an independent wins, we will be in a civil war. Either way you look at that, I am betting money that... (laughs) Exactly, Danger Will Robinson. My guess is that after this election, one way or another we are going to see a huge implosion in our country. I and as sad as that makes me, you know, just prepare for it. Buy your toilet paper now. Buy your hand sanitizer now. Buy food. Buy stuff that you need now. Because coming to a theater near you, we won't have time. <laughs> Speaking of final thought, I know I said one, but... Well, you already said yours. Shut up. So, with that being said, for myself, Taboo, 106.9 The Arrow, Alex, and Louise, I do want to say thank you for joining us this week on Taboo, and we will be back next week. Okay, quick. Final (laughs) thought. Hurry. 2012, Supernatural dissed Joe Biden, saying he was inconsequential. Just saying. You and that fucking show. Anyway. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us. You guys take care. Leave your comments, questions, cute remarks, requests, and or dedications. (laughs) I don't know why I said dedications. But in the comment box, if you have a topic that you'd like us to broach, definitely let us know. Show at taboo.media. Go to taboo.media for the full unadulterated streams. Thank you for watching. You guys have a great day. I'm assuming we're off air now.